I'm ready to deliver it today. Um, I have been uh, obviously on a journey of reading the Word, and I've been talking about that in our 714 devotions of, you know, getting fired up about reading the Word. And I wrote a, a message in, uh, around that, and, and I was sitting at my desk, and, okay, Lord, and I wrote the message, didn't have a title for the message, and then I said, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to call this message? And I, now, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the voice of the Lord showed up, Michael, and said this, but this is what came to my heart and my mind, and that is I'm a nerd for the Word. <laughs> a nerd for the Word. I know, I know, that's an unusual title, but do you actually know what the definition of a nerd is? If you haven't looked it up. I love this definition. I know there's a negative connotation to the word nerd, but like every word has multiple definitions, there's a definition of this word nerd that I'll, I'll go, yippery, I'm a nerd. Here's that definition. All of y'all are getting ready to go, uh-huh, me too, I'm a nerd. An intelligent. Yeah. Single-minded person. Obsessed with a hobby or pursuit. I did not make any of that up. Straight from the dictionary. An intelligent, single-minded person obsessed with a hobby or pursuit is the definition of a nerd. Can I say something to you all this morning? I am a nerd for the word. Amen. So this week I was thinking about the fact that I'm trying to get everyone fired up about keeping your nose in the book, about reading the Word of God. And typically this is something that we do in the beginning of the year, where we lay out a reading plan and lay out a fasting plan, lay out a prayer plan, so forth and so on. But in regard to the fact that this has kind of been fired in me in the last four months specifically, a lot has happened in the last four to five months, right? right? And boy, if there was ever a time to get fired up about reading the Word of God... Uh, to go ahead and say, I'm an intelligent, single-minded person. Come on. Right, Chad? Uh, there's a whole lot of people in here right now going, I would have never thought I was a nerd, but I am today a nerd for the Word. I said, Lord, and I had my notebook out, and I said, why? Why am I on this journey to tear up my Bible, to... Wear out these pages and to consume so much. What's going on? Lord, why? And almost immediately I felt in my spirit five things. And I got my journal out and I wrote down these five things. And one of them was, here's a why. Why, why do you need to keep your nose in the book? It brings life and health. Now, even if I didn't even tell you the other four reasons, that's a good one, a good enough one right there to get a little bit enthused about reading the Bible. It brings life and it brings health. The second one was, it's how I overcome the enemy. And let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, beloved, in this season that we are in, the attack of the enemy is going to come from within and it's going to come from without. You have to be very very careful, and the way to overcome the enemy is to be so saturated 
in the Word of God that there's not room for anything else. Can I get an amen? So, you know, uh, keeping your nose in the book, uh, tearing up your Bible. For those of you who have not heard that, I'm not asking you to rip your Bibles apart. It's about just read this thing so much that you fray the edges, you wear out the leather, you mark in it, and pages get ripped, whatever they… I mean, just tear it up. You know what I mean? Uh, is of course, is that it brings health. Hello? It brings life. Hello? And it's how I overcome the enemy. That's just two of the five things that the Lord shared with me, almost just like that. The third one was, it's how I become successful. That's from Joshua chapter 1 and uh, 8, I believe it is, where it said, this book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, but I will meditate on it day and night so that I may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then I will make my way prosperous and I will have good success. So a a healthy uh, consumption of the Word of God brings me life, brings me health, helps me overcome the enemy, and helps me find success in the natural realm of this earth. Yeah, just… Some of you need to go wipe the dust off your Bibles and get in there. Number four, uh, it's how God talks to me. That's a good one right there. This is how God speaks to you and to I, you and me, to you and me. This is how God speaks to us. I know there's a, a, a story in the Bible about a donkey that had to speak, I think to Balaam it was. Because he wasn't listening to the voice of the Lord. Can I help you? Don't be looking for your dog. <laughs> I know that dog is God spelled backwards, but don't be looking to your dog to speak to you. <laughs> or billboards to fall out of the sky with shining lights and all kinds of other things. No, right here. This, this is the number one fashion in which the Lord speaks to you every single time you open it up and read it. Every time. So you find life and health. Uh, uh, This is how you overcome the enemy. Uh, This is how you find success in life. And this is how God speaks to us. And then finally, the the fifth one is, this is my source of faith. Uh, Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So I find my faith through keeping my nose in the book. I know that that phrase, keep your nose in the book, your knees bent to heaven, and stay in church. Actually, keep your body in the house of God is something that I've said. I couldn't even count how many times I've said it over the years. And I keep saying to you as well, listen, that's not just a clever cliche that I like to say. It is powerful. It is truth. It's three key elements that can help you have a successful Christian life. Those three things, typically when your life is unraveling and it's falling apart and you're filled with confusion and you're filled with fear or whatever else is happening in your life, you can probably look at one of those three areas is lacking somewhere along the way, almost always. So today I want to talk about the first one, that keeping your nose in the book, tearing up your Bible, uh, uh, an obsessed intelligent consumption of this word. I'm a nerd for the word. 
is going to help me have life and health, and it's going to help you have life and have health. Can I get an amen from somebody in the house? So turn your Bibles with me this morning and turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. And we're going to just have a little bit of a a word study this morning. Is that all right? Everybody doing okay? All right. You're you're apt to get out of here early today if you help me preach a little bit. You might say, well, how do I help you preach? Oh, somebody wants to get out early. I can... That's right. (laughs) Yes, indeedy. I'm already hungry, so... Proverbs chapter 4. I'm going to start reading with verse 20. Are you there? It says, my, my son or my child, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. Hmm. It's that, it's that implication again that God is sometimes playing the cosmic game of hide and seek. Except he's, he's way better at it than the rest of us, not at hiding, but at wanting to be found. He's desiring. Here, look here. It says, for those who find them. That means they don't just show up at your door and knock and say, here I am. You've got to search for it a little bit. So they are life to those who find them, and health, I love this part, to all their flesh. Now listen, you don't help me preach. I can, I can, I can preach all afternoon. Thank you, Diane. She says she's hungry too. Did you, did you hear that, brother? It, it is, what did it say? It is life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. That, seriously, all that's a good word just in and of itself. It goes on to say, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Y'all look straight ahead. Let your eyes look straight ahead. I think this is an interesting phrase right here. I'm not sure how it reads in your translation that you have, but in the New King James Version, it says, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. I think there's one translation that says eyelashes. Anybody else got anything different there? Huh? Your gaze. Okay, good. You got a good translation. So let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder. What does that mean? Think about, dwell on the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left and to remove your foot from evil. Powerful text. 
So let's break it down a little bit. In verse 21, it said, Do not let them, them being these words, depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. If I choose not to read the Word of God, I have nothing going into my heart as it relates to the Word of God. Are you with me? And, and the Scripture here says to keep them in the midst of your heart and to don't let them depart from your eyes. I mean, I'm voraciously after the Word of God right now. I can't seem to get enough of it. I am so thirsty to read another chapter, to, to read another book, and, and I'm not talking about just flying through it with speed reading so I can mark off on a checklist a reading plan. I'm like, I want, I got, I'm, what's here? Because there's at least at a minimum five things that I'm going to get out of this today. I'm going to get life and I'm going to get health, praise God. I'm going to be able to overcome the enemy, glory to God. I'm going to be able to find success. Uh, uh, what, was, what was one of the other ones there? I'm going to, God's going to speak to me, and my faith's going to grow. Right here in this moment that I'm reading the Bible. So I'm like, I need more than just a little vitamin pill in the morning. I'd rather my consumption of this be more than my consumption of food in the day. Hello. I know I just met I just messed with some of y'all's holy cow. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, but I I'm trying to somehow through the power of the Holy Spirit to <sighs> infect you, I suppose, with the infection I have. I got I got an affection for the Word, and I'm infected with the Word, and I'm obsessed with the Word, and I'm reading it fairly intelligently, or at least trying to, and according to Webster's Dictionary, I qualify as a nerd for the Word. Oh, man, I just wish everybody in this room and all of you online today would become nerds for the Word. So we're admonished to continue to read the Bible. We're admonished to continue to not just read the Bible, but to study it. In addition to that, uh, it, that its teachings are to be, and I thought this was an interesting word from one translation, uh, its teachings are to be embedded in our heart. And so uh, embed, I thought about that word embed, E-M-B-E-D, Here's the def definition of this word embed, and it's to become fixed and incorporated as an essential part or characteristic, to fix in a surrounding mass. Here's the surrounding mass, and the word is to be fixed inside of it. An example sentence might be to embed stones in cement. Think about that for a minute. How easy is it to get the stones out of the cement? Come on. So to think about the Word of God being embedded in our heart is the same as to have in an analogy is that stones are, as stones are embedded in concrete, in cement, may the Word of God be embedded in my heart. May it be embedded in your heart. If it's embedded in your heart, 
then you are going to respond to it more often than you respond to other voices and other things in your life. Those other things in life and those other voices are not going to give you the five things that I talked to you about already. One that we're speaking of today, life and health. When I have the Word of God, Toby, embedded in my heart, life and the source of my health, and not just health because I got a headache, not just health because I got a tummy ache, but according to the Scripture, health to all my flesh, anything that's going on in my body, I'm going to find health. Listen, it said for those who find them. Didn't, it, it's not talking about the casual, I'm going to get my one verse a day in. So if you're going to find something, you have to do something to find something. What do you got to do? You, you got to search for it, right? You gotta, you're, you're reading it going, okay, where's my stone to embed in this concrete brain up here? All right? And I got a concrete brain, not an abstract brain. So I need something to embed in the surrounding mass. The word keep is an important word here. It's an ancient Hebrew word which means to watch over or to guard. Where it says what? It says keep them in the midst, embedded. Keep them embedded in your heart. That word keep means to guard over, to, uh, to watch over uh, with a sense of preserving and protecting. Why would I need to preserve, Michael, and protect that which I have found? Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy whatever has now been embedded into my spirit. And he does it immediately. David, he wants it out of you right now. Because he knows if you keep it in there too long, you'll start responding to it. And guess what happens when you start responding to the Word? It starts responding to you as life and health. So in verse 22, it says, For they are life to those who find them in health to all their flesh. The way to stay strong, the way to stay refreshed, the way to stay vibrant, the way to just feel alive. Have you ever had those moments where, where you just like, you don't really have an explanation for it, but boy, you're just like pumped and you're bubbly and you just feel like you, you're in the middle of life and you're overflowing. Can I get a witness from somebody? Or is everybody just constantly in the molly grubs? Where's that? I'm so full of life right now. Why? I can't get enough of this. I already tore up one Bible in the last four months, and I'm working on my next one right now. Don't woo-hoo me. You better woo-hoo Diane. She's the one having to finance all these Bibles. <laughs> Vibrant, alive, sharp. The words of God are life to those who find them and health to all their body. I don't know about you, but this passage sounds like the secret to life. To me. So you see, when I say to you, keep your nose in the book, it's not some clever cliche that I just like to say. Now, I also have seasons in my life where my nose is not near as wore out in the Bible as it ought to be. Hello. And guess what? I don't have a lot of health and a lot of vibrant life. 
And almost without fail, when I meet with people where their lives seem to be falling apart and they're just down and out in every possible way, and I can ask them the question, tell me about your Bible reading life, and they'll tell me not much. You're missing the secret to life and to health. It's not just a steady diet of the Word of God, but you and I need to become selfish gluttons of the Word of God. I can't get enough. I can't get enough. You ought to fall asleep reading the Bible and wake up with it laid across your face with the intent shake the cobwebs out and start reading again. I can tell you right now, it's also good nap material. It will put you to sleep occasionally. <laughs> yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I said to Diane, I said, man, I just, I, I got a, I had a day where I just was, uh, I think I called it a, a day to do whatever I want day or something like that. I'd done all my chores on Friday. And so Saturday I said to Diane, I said, I think I'm going to go get the lawn chair and I'm going to set it out by the camper and pretend I'm on vacation today. <laughs> well, I didn't set it out by the camper, but I did set it under the shade tree in the backyard. And I read and I read and I read and I read. Then I woke up. <laughs> and I read some more, praise God. That's all right. That's all right. The Word of God is life and it's health. Now, there's something interesting about this word health in the Hebrew is that it literally means medicine. This word in the Hebrew literally means medicine. It's curative. It's a remedy. It's deliverance. It's medicine for what ails me. Hello. I mean, good grief, y'all. If I stood up here and went, I got a pill for you, and if you'll take this pill... I will guarantee you that you're going to have life and you're going to have health. There are some of you in this room that would invest the money to have that pill, but won't read your Bible. I know, that was a pastoral moment. So I encourage you, the pill is the Word of God. It's the thing that can help you. Verse 23 said, keep your heart with diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Or as the New American Standard Bible says, from it flow the springs of life, which I think is a great translation. It's what's in, what I put in my heart is what comes out of my life. Huh? That's true. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26 said, He who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Well, I know my heart. <laughs> no, you don't, because Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We're the worst at judging our own heart. We think we're the best at judging our own heart, and we think we're pretty good at judging somebody else's heart. You can't even judge your own heart according to the Word of God. So since I can't judge my own heart, since I can't balance my own heart, I need this as a steady diet and consumption in my life because it will establish the thoughts of my heart. 
and what's in my heart will be reproduced in physical activity and actions and manifested in my life. Luke chapter 6, 45 says, A good man out of the good measure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. If you've got nothing but negative bilge coming out of your mouth, guess what's in your heart? Negative bilge. Go look it up. You want to look up the word bilge. It's not good. Let me just say that. Bilge is not good. But if all you got is just junk in your heart, guess what's going to come out of your mouth? Junk. If all you got is negative, depressive, uh, 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 self-defeating comments coming out of your mouth, guess what's in your heart? Negative, self-defeating feelings. And if that's in your heart, then you're not putting something in your heart, and it's probably not this. Okay? Now, I'm trying to fire you up about reading your Bible. In fact, I think I said in one of my 714s that uh, I really would encourage you to go get a new Bible to get a fresh start. And I think on that very same day, I prayed in my prayer for those, Lord God, that can't find a, a financial means to go buy a new Bible, make a way for them, Lord, to get a fresh start in a fresh Bible, starting all over again and reading the Word of God. I encourage you. Your investment in the Bible does not have to be huge. Hello? So I'm, in, I'm trying to... I'm trying to inject you with this hunger, with this necessity. I, I must. I have to have it. Verse 25 says, let your eyes look straight ahead and let your eyelids look before you, irrespective of the attractions that may draw us away, our eyes must continually look to the Word of God because there are multiple distractions that will constantly want your gaze, want you to gaze upon something else. And, and, and the NASB says, let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight before you. Did you hear that? Let your gaze be fixed. What are we talking about here? I'll tell you what we're talking about, focus. We're talking about focus. Be focused on the Word of God. That means that the Word of God, I looked up the word focus, it needs to be a clear and sharply defined central point and attraction of life. Hello! If I'm going to keep my gaze fixed on the Word of God, focused on the Word of God, then it needs to be a clear and sharply defined central point and attraction of my life. This needs to be an attraction of your life. Can I get a better amen? Right on. Was that, was that you saying amen, Jack? You're awesome, man. I'm going to pass the offering plate by you here in just a minute. No, uh, Job chapter 31, verse 1, guess what it says? I made a covenant with my eye. 
How about Psalm 119, verse 37? Turn away, from my, uh, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Hello. I'm not, I'm not the worthless meter. I'm not the guy that's the worthless fruit inspector. But I'll guarantee you, a bunch of us have been wor- looking at worthless things a lot more than we've been looking at the most worthwhile thing. Huh? Worthless things. Keep our eyes away from worthless things. So then I have to throw the question out to you. What's your, what, what is your central focus? What is your life attraction? Or maybe I should just be more straightforward. Is the Word of God your life attraction? If it's not, that's not for me to judge, but if it's not, you need a serious adjustment. Well, pastor, that's just because you're hungry for the Word. No, we all should be hungry for the Word of God. Every one of us is, this is not just some journey, Pastor Rick's on another one of his hobby horses. No! I have not been saying keep your nose in the book for 8, 10, 12, 15 years, whatever it's been, mom, 20 years, just because I can't think of something better to say. Because I got a lot to say, y'all know that. I'm serious about this. I pray that next Sunday when y'all come in, you got ink on your nose. You just can't. You've been, you've been in the book so much, your nose is in the book, your noses are all smudged with ink. So what's your central focus? Is it the Word of God? What is your life attraction? Is it golf? Is it fishing? Is it gaming? Sorry, Declan. <laughs> what is, I mean, what is your life attraction? Anything short of the Word of God is worthless. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, the Apostle Paul said, Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage. So I could gain Christ. You see, what I'm at, what I'm suggesting, what I'm preaching to you today is not some weird, fanatical, way off in the ditch kind of thing. It is a quite normal, fanatical thing that every believer ought to be doing. So filled with the Word of God that the enemy has to fight to even find a crevice to get into your mind with. Because you're so filled with the Word of God, he, had, he doesn't even know how to attack you. Hello? It's life. It's health. Life to all them that find it and health to all their flesh. Other things will constantly try to draw you away from this. But stay focused. Fix your attention on the Word of God. And go ahead and be a nerd for the Word. Amen? Amen. Well, don't clap like a nerd. Clap like you mean it. All right, so now pay attention for a minute because I want to read the entire passage from the New American Standard Bible. 
So close your books for a minute because I want you to just focus and I want you to listen. Are you ready? My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet, and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. If you can believe it and you can receive it this morning, would you give the Lord a praise in the house of God? Just a simple message. Just a simple message. When I ask the Lord, okay, God, you've got me on this journey to tear up my Bible, and you've got me to bring in the same thing to the congregation. Why? And I almost immediately share with me five things. I share with you one of them today in detail, and that is because it's, it's life to you if you'll find it. And it's health to all your flesh. Powerful word. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? There's some in the room today, you're maybe feeling maybe something a little bit unusual in your heart and in your spirit, and I believe that that's Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. I believe he's knocking on the door of your heart right now. He loves you. He wants to come into your life today. All you have to do is say these words. Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I believe you died on a cross for me, and I'm asking you now to come into my life and live in my heart. Now, if you said that prayer with me, whether out loud or in your heart, in your mind, and you believed it in your heart, you have just turned your life over to Jesus Christ, and you've started the journey that I will guarantee you, if you'll give yourself to it, will change your life for the better. If you'll give your life to it. And if you just made that decision, our prayer team is standing by. If you're online today and you just made that decision, I, I wish you'd call in and just let one of our prayer warriors know, I, I said that prayer. And I answered that call, and I've, I've asked Jesus into my heart today. We want to pray for you. We want to remember you. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all those today who said this prayer and do believe in their heart and have made a decision this morning to really take off on this journey. And for the rest, Lord God, that have already believed in their heart, the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified, who today are saying, okay, I'm refiring my desire for the Word of God. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless them and help them on this journey. And for those, Lord God, that would be in this room today that say, well, I, I, I can't really afford a new Bible. 
I pray that you will make a way for them in the name of Jesus. I pray you'll make a way for them to get a fresh start. Even if it's their old Bible, may they look at it with brand new eyes. Oh, in the name of Jesus. For we recognize, Lord God, that your word is life to those who find them, and your word is health to all of our flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank all of you for being here with us today and for enjoying this uh, service, great time of worship. Fabulous job by our children's ministry team, right? Wasn't that fabulous? Did a great job. Yeah. I've had a few ministers that have called me even this week wanting to know what we're doing with our kids' ministry, and when I tell them what we have going on with this children's ministry moment, they're like, that's such a great idea. We're going to do that too. And, but, I mean, we got a fantastic team, and I'm so blessed by that. I've shared with a few of those ministers, you know, most of us as adults, I think our adults are enjoying it as much, if not more, than the kids. Because we don't realize what they do back there. We don't get to see on a regular basis just how anointed and how good they really are. And when you see it out here, it really brings it home. Amen? Would you stand with me for a moment so I can send you out with a blessing? While you're standing, I'm going to ask our altar prayer ministry team to come forward. If you're part of our altar prayer ministry team, would you come forward right across the front here and over to my left? These are just a few folks that are prayed up and ready to pray with you, whatever need you may have uh, to lift you up in prayer, prayer, to agree with you in prayer. And so they'll be ha- hanging out up here for a few minutes after the service. You need prayer for anything, come on up and, and, uh, and receive prayer. I mentioned this to you all on Wednesday night, but thousands of years ago, God spoke to Moses and Aaron. It's found in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 27. And Moses, God said to Moses, he said, I want you to speak these following words over my people, and when you do so, I'm going to place my name on them, and I'm going to bless them. Powerful, isn't that? Think about that. So I'm about to speak that blessing over you, and because I believe the Word of God so desperately, I'm also going to believe that as I speak them over you, God is going to place His name and His blessings in your life. These are words that you all are familiar with. Maybe you weren't familiar with the whole story there. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His face to you And may the Lord give you peace. Those are the words God instructed Moses and Aaron to speak over the people. And he said there, I think in verse 27, and I will put my name on them and they shall be blessed. I call you blessed. Have an awesome day and an awesome week. We'll see you Wednesday night in our midweek service. God bless you.